This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. And while you're at the website, click on the radio section of the page, scroll on down, check out past shows, or subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now take a moment, grab a phone, or visit your go-to financial news website and scroll through the page for just a few seconds, and I'd be willing to bet you an iced coffee that there's at least one prominently placed article with a headline declaring that a recession is on the horizon. Now, headlines about impending recessions are enough to make even the calmest kind of person reach for a cold washcloth to place on their forehead. And at the same time, while conditions appear ripe for a recession, that doesn't guarantee that one's coming. We may know in a couple of weeks when they post the new numbers, but during our time together today, what we're going to chat about are some of the steps, many of which are quite simple, that you can take to help yourself weather a potential recession. But before we delve into our topic, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who's even more valuable than a gallon of gas on the West Coast. Tony, how you doing? (laughs) Wow, that's pretty valuable (laughs) right now. I'll tell you that. West Coast gas. No, thank you. Hey, gas anywhere, right? Even gas here. I mean, in our area. So everywhere. Yeah, I'm considering buying a horse and just riding that around all summer. What do you think? Mm -hmm. No, not a bad idea. I mean, oats have oats have to be cheaper than gas at this point. Unless they're coming from the Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, good point. We can't win everywhere no. I turn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nope, can't get oats for the horse because local there's a war. Oats, maybe. Yeah, local oats. Uh, we, that you can go pick up on your horse that don't have to be transported there you with go. the use of gas. There you go. Well, you know what? I'm doing great. I Well, I was doing great until before the show. I had to get uh, the recording set up. While I was setting up the recording, I was regaling Matt with my witty banner. I thought I was regaling you with my witty banner as I was getting set up. And then I realized the whole time I'd been talking, I hear this clicking. And I said, Matt, what are you doing? And uh, you said, oh, I'm playing Minesweeper. (laughs) So, so. This is true. There's that. That happened. So every now and then you just hurtful. want to make sure you don't step on a lion. <laughs> super hurtful, but, uh, yeah, so we better now. <laughs> I got that out of the way. All okay. right. Got that off my chest. No, uh, that was funny, but, um, we're talking about the recession today and hopefully our listeners will put down the minesweeper and listen to this one because wow, there's a lot going on. I mean, uh, you know, let's take a look at wall street. I mean, you know, what do we got happening there? Uh Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, that doesn't sound good. No, it, 
That's what happened when I looked to check the ticker on CNBC.com this morning. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Well, let, let's, uh, let's put it this way. We may be the only two people talking about a recession right now and chuckling. <laughs> that could be true. It's doom and gloom, man. The news. You can't go anywhere. The internet, radio, podcasts, newsprint. Uh, for those who still read the newsprint from the Wall Street Journal to the New York Times, it's doom and gloom when it comes to the markets and financial news. Now, true, there was some inflation is probably uh, one of the big headlines, and it is true. Inflation and, and gas prices are outrageous. But the markets, uh, why are we chuckling about that? Well, I, I I just have to try and see the silver lining anywhere and maintain a positive attitude because, as always, I believe the sun is still going to rise tomorrow. So you have to be prepared to have a good day tomorrow no matter yep. what's going on. The sun and, also uh, rises. Right. So yeah, it things. Listen, the markets market seems bad. Let, let me click over to another page right now. All right, where are we at right now? Right now, today. Okay, we're clicking back up a little bit from its low of today. Uh, there was a little spike, so it's gone down a little bit today. It's down less than a percent from the start of the day today. Sure. But if we click back to the start of the year, this is where people are really starting to hurt. So we're down over 20%. What does that signal? That's kind of bear market territory. Yeah, right? Year to date, we're, we are entering bear market territory. Yeah. Well, let's go to one year. One year, we're down 12%. That's what's called the normal correction, right around the 10%. Sure. Mark, right? Sure. Uh, now let's go to five years, Tony. 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 Yep. Still up 53% over the past five years. Oh, wow. Up 53% so over the last five years. Yeah. True. I mean, we we had a record bull market and record highs for really 10 plus years, 11 Wait, years. Longer than average, for yeah. sure. Yeah. 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 And it's and what I haven't read in any of these articles, but I know is true. And you've told me this before. During election years, historically, the market is usually down in a major election year, which uh, this year is somewhat unusual because this year is a major election year, even though it's midterms, I think we're going to see a record turnout for midterms this year. And it seems there's a lot on the line. So this is a major election year. And historically, every election year, the average market drop during an election year is 17%. Did you know that? Um, I didn't know it was exactly 17%. I knew it was in that area. Yeah, I looked uh, it up. So I don't I don't fear market drops, Tony. Yeah. And I know I do this for a living, and I know I'm still working. I understand why people do fear them. I understand why it causes them anxiety. Some people, why it causes them panic. But as I said over and over, the normal part is that feeling. The bad part is acting on those feelings. So what we're going to talk about today are some things that'll help you maybe not derail your retirement, not sure. derail your fine, your current financial situation. These are cycles. They do happen. We've seen them over and over and over to me. What's the good news about what happens after recession? It's generally a period of wonderful economic growth. Mm. And so, yeah, you want to make sure you're still in there for that growth, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so let's get, let's get at this a little bit. I mean, we could talk philosophically all day. There's a, a article from go banking rate. It's called 23 biggest ways to recession proof your retirement. It's got some great insights. It's got some not so great insights. Uh, it's got some oddly, weirdly specific ones. So I, 
I want to stay more on the general side of some of these, uh, but some of them are nuts and bolts advice. You've probably heard from people like myself, your financial services professional, other people that aren't just selling you fear, but are really just talking more about the reality of thing. And remember, just don't buy fear. If, if, if When you listen to the music that leads into your news, if it sounds scary, change the channel. They are manipulating you. Please just listen to something that comes in. Uh, remember, it used to be the old ticker tape. That's how you knew the news was on. Now that you hear these crazy music that gets you all amped up or sad or something else, change your channel. But let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about the article we're talking about today. The first piece of advice is don't panic. And we just talked about that. Now, uh, it's, hey, thanks. Thanks for telling me that. Don't panic. And I can tell yeah, you, really. you know, some new clients or people. Never heard that, that one, in, Douglas Adams. Yeah. People are coming in for the first time. They, 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 I get that panic phone call, you know, or they come in, what do I do? And usually we're pretty good at being able to calm them fairly quickly. But the point is, this panic is common. And as I've explained, as the article explains, if you have assets in the market, it's important to avoid panic selling. Not only do those who tend to make fear-based decisions sell low, they often also miss out on the recovery when the economy starts warming back up. Uh, and uh, listen, if you're recently retired or your retirement is still a handful of years off, there's even less reason to panic. For example, you know, in 2008, the U.S. economy contracted by 0.1%. 2009, contracted by 2.5. But by 2010, the economy was growing at pre-2008 rates. And by 2013, Stocks had largely recovered. And as we just went into in the beginning of the show, where is it at today? Where was it at this year? Where is it at a year to date uh, to this time last year? And then where's it at five in the last five years? We're still up 53%, which means that's an average of 10% a year, which is right about where you'd expect yeah. it to be. Yeah, exactly. So bottom line is this, stick to your strategy. Yeah, there you go. And you know, considering all the thought and time and effort that goes into crafting a financial strategy, if you have one, obviously the smart move is to stick with it. Uh, and if you don't have a written plan, the smart move is to work with an independent financial services professional. I'm not going to name names, Matt Brunner, but uh, I know that you do this for your clients. You help them formulate a strategy and help them stick to it, right? Every single client, we start with a plan. If you're not starting with your plan, you're just wandering out into the woods without even a backpack, right? So <laughs> the very least, you should have your compass and then build from there, right? So uh, this plan is, is huge. And if you have one in place, barring significant life changes, and that's just not, that's not the market just going down. That certainly might warrant a call. If you're not feeling right, let your advisor earn what you're paying them for, right? Let them talk you through it. Let them review your situation. Maybe this particular one has something, there's a part of your uh, plan. Maybe they didn't do that plan for you. Maybe you're new to them. There might be worth adjusting. But if you look at the plan and things are still in the position they should be, relieve yourself of that panic. Now, the next way you may be able to recession proof, continue kicking money into your retirement accounts. And it might feel hard, but if the market's sputtering, especially as you draw close to your final day of work, you may feel an urge to stop dedicating money to your 401k, your IRA. Don't give into it. You know, as you might know, you can typically hold on to your 401k with your former employer or roll it over into an IRA. So if you decide to keep that plan in retirement, you'll likely want to continue adding to it 
especially while stocks are trading low, because that way you can enjoy the possible gains when the market eventually gets back on its feet. Well, yeah, that's true. You don't want to, you want to make sure you're there for the upside. You know what I mean? A, a lot of people make those mistakes if they're not regularly working with somebody like yourself. I, I, someone told me the other day, um, that they, uh, there was this couple, uh, and they came in and they looked, they actually broke down where they were at. And the couple said, we are very aggressive. We've been very aggressive with our retirement funds and our 401ks and our IRAs. Uh, and they opened them up, did the compass report, and it showed that they were in really conservative, ultra conservative, mm -hmm. uh, stances in the market. Their portfolio was very conservative for the last 20 years. Wow. Imagine all the upside they missed because yeah. they thought, oh yeah, we're aggressively a lot of people don't understand or don't know. And especially if you don't update it every year, you know, because things, some things people change, just make the mistake of, yeah, they make the mistake of thinking just because they're in the market, they're aggressive. Right. Because their grandparents only held bonds and cash. Right. So right. So to them, the market. Yeah. Aggressive. We don't just have all our monies in CDs like grandma. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, what? Yeah. And, and this actually brings up a great point. Making sure your assets are nicely diversified is another way to help get you through a recession. It's important to note, diversification does not guarantee, it does not assure better performance. It cannot eliminate the risk of investment loss. But why is it important? It spreads out risk for investments that aren't performing well, positions you to capture the upside on investments that are riding high. You know, the article points to tools. There's, there's some tools that are in there. So, you know, say you for your cash or cash alternatives, you, maybe you don't just leave in one of those. Maybe it's laddered bonds, money market funds, and then cash, and maybe cash inside of things like life insurance policies. Those are potentially good ways to keep even that part of your financial strategy solidly diversified. Right. Uh, that's good diversification. And I know you talk about that a lot. And uh, sooner or later, you're right, the market gets back on its feet. And obviously diversification is a key and you need a steady hand to help you do it. So I would recommend working again. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but work with a financial services professional because every situation, every one of our listeners situation is different. And you want somebody who's independent, who's going to look at your specific situation and then look at the best possible solutions for you and where you're at, especially during times like this. Correct? That's true. Uh, that is very true. I, I do. I do have a question, though. Have you ever met anyone who said, I want to beat a dead horse? No, no, Just checking. No. And I the minute I said that phrase, I'm like, that's not a good. That's you know, not, Matt's going to say something now. That's not painting a good picture. And, you know, Matt will take you to task for it. <laughs> I just people always say that I don't want to. And I've just never heard anybody say they want. Yeah, to. I would just, never want just throwing to. that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, listen, here's another one. Real assets, another good way you may be able to guard your financial strategy against recession. They're things like natural resources, equipment, land, precious metals, real estate, commodities. You know, people are close to retirement strategies that include some of those assets may be especially important. Uh, you know, the article, they hold up gold as a potentially smart move when it comes to real assets. That's one of those ones I think is oddly specific. It makes me wonder who wrote the article. Uh, I didn't dig far enough because it, I can... Listen, gold is okay. Gold over time, depending on the time period you look at, may be great. It may not. You know, gold, if you bought it at $35 an ounce, probably seems like it's 
a better price now. But if you invested $35 worth of cash properly, you'd probably think it was a better investment now, depending on when you got your gold. So is it have a, a part? Yes, real assets. The, the particular one, that's between you and your financial professional to figure out which one would be the best for your particular situation. Right. There you go. And I think that's really important as well. So uh, obviously we're possibly headed into a recession right now, and it's important to look at these things. Why don't you let our listeners know, Matt, how they can get a hold of you if they want to get that plan in place or get a second opinion if they already have a strategy? Yeah, sure. So um, you easy. Give us a call 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. And let me, let me kind of define a strategy. A strategy just isn't a group of investments. A strategy, is the tra- a strategy is the plan that shows you why you have that particular group of investments. It's funding particular goals. It's short-term goals, long-term goals, life goals, uh, retirement goals, lifestyle choices. All it's, it's the piece that puts all that together. You might have a bunch of, if your plan is just to invest, that's not a plan. Like I said, that's like your plan is to go camping. If you don't have all the gear packed, (laughs) you're not going to have a great trip, right? So having that plan put in place, a real actual financial plan prepared by an actual financial planner, sir, I I prefer CFPs. Matt Brunner. um, And Matt Brunner. Gretchen Brunner is our CFP. Gretchen. Yes, she's the CFP. Yeah, but there's a lot of people out there. Look for that designation. Uh, yeah, I'll do this uh, some shameless self-promotion, but if you're looking for to get your plan done, find the person with the CFP designation after their name. That's where you want to go to get your plans yeah. done, in my humble opinion. Yes. Um, and then then you then you work backwards. For, that's how you decide what your portfolio is going to help look like you back into the portfolio from that plan, because that's what you figure out what you're going to need to fund. What now I think, you know, we've talked about some of these things from this article so far. Uh, the next one I want to talk about real quick. They talk about decreasing stock exposure as a way to potentially protect your retirement and finances from a recession. I think that's another oddly specific one. Uh, that certainly doesn't apply to everyone. Right. And um, so watch out on, for those that uh, don't apply to everyone. That's, again, why you need somebody to look at your individual situation. Yeah, I'm bringing this one out because I'm referencing this article. And if you go to read this one, got to understand some of these are tried and true. Some of these are very oddly specific that don't apply to everyone. Some will apply to everyone. Like, don't panic. OK, <laughs> um, but. To decrease stock exposure, that's something you'll figure out from your plan. That's something you figure out sitting down with your financial professional. Um, you know, it's there's some people know they'll, they'll say it, there's this long held guideline. No matter how the economy is performing, uh, your portfolio, you it's going to need a certain allocation. And the the classic portfolio theory was you adjusted your your uh, exposure to more risk down the closer you got in retirement and the older you got. Uh, And so you would end up with that more conservative allocation when you're nearing retirement. You talked about that couple who had been in a conservative allocation for 20 years and probably missed out on a lot of, a lot of things. Now there's some people that's not going to work for their goals. Maybe they have enough 
in other places, and this is what your plan helps you figure out, maybe you already have enough other guaranteed income. If you're just putting your money in a conservative allocation, but one of your goals is to pass on as much money as possible, as much wealth as possible to the next generation, to your beneficiaries, to your kids, to pay for grandkids, college, to pay for your kids' weddings, all those kind of things, maybe that less exposure to stocks is not the right answer. It, it may be the absolute correct answer for you, but it's not one of those things where I'm going to say, if you're this age, be in this percentage of stocks. That doesn't work for everyone. Some of the rules of thumb of past are should be kept where they came from in the past. Yeah, that's true. And, and I mean, you know, there were the old rules of thumb that they tried to apply to everyone. And, you know, hey, you know, the 60-40 thing, you know, 60% in stocks, 60 or 40% in bonds, and you'll be fine. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah not, not necessarily and not no. for everyone, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, next, there, you know, maybe what's a little bit better is the bucket approach. This one can kind of apply to everyone a lot better. That's we, we've talked about this one recently and a lot of shows in the past over the years. We certainly talked about this. Um, you have an investment mix that allows you to account for both your short and long term retirement needs for retirees, near retirees, creating an investment strategy that includes what we call the now bucket, the soon bucket and the later bucket, that may help you feel more in control of your finances and your retirement. And it's gonna help you understand what that allocation and why that allocation is the way it is. And that will help you figure out what those percentages should be a lot better than just a rule of thumb from 60 years ago's market portfolio theory. Yeah, that that's true. And so the bucket approach, uh, talk to us a little bit more about that. Uh, there's usually what three buckets, four buckets. Uh, how does that work? Well, again, you have ones for your, what you need now. So maybe that's cash, cash alternatives, right? So stuff that isn't so market facing. Cause you know, you're going to need that money within a time period that you don't have to, you can't rely on the market bouncing back then soon, soon is maybe three to five years, depending on how you're looking at it where you have a little bit more time to count on the market coming back. The average peak to trough of any bear market, and you know, if you look at year to date, we're in bear market territory, 20, 20% or more, right? So um, I, there, I'm sure you're gonna see articles about that too. So if you're looking at that, the average period of peak to trough on bear market is 15 months. Some of them have been really, really short, like the, during COVID. Right. That we were back in, what, 60 days or something. Um, and then there's some that have lasted a little longer. So the average is 15 months. So that near that soon bucket, three to five years, that's outside of that now bucket. And then the later bucket, that's generally that stuff that you have to have built in to outpace inflation. That conservative couple you were talking about, if they weren't outpacing inflation, imagine their pain this year when gas prices are up, you know, double what they were last year when other goods are up eight, 11, 14%. If they hadn't been outpacing inflation this whole time, which you're, we're always aiming 3% or more to outpace inflation any given year. Cause on over any given 30 year rolling period, it averages about 2.98%. So that's why we're looking to get 3% or better to just outpace inflation. Um, that's, that's the cost of goods over time. So that's the later bucket that should be, position so that what cost a dollar today will most likely cost $2 and 40 cents in 30 years. You want to make sure that that later bucket is positioned to outpace all of that. Okay. 
That makes sense. And I think that's really important. It's a good way to work asset allocation. It makes it easier to understand. So I'm glad you went mm -hmm. through that for us. And obviously Thanks. there are certain questions that need to be answered before a person can feel confident about their retirement strategy. And you're here to help folks. And I think that's really important. And, you know, before we go, is there anything else uh, on this? Any more points you want to point out to recession proof our retirement? couple things. Uh, your emergency fund. Oh, yeah. You, you're going to have two kinds of emergency funds. One is that, oh, my dryer broke, my refrigerator broke, that emergency fund. Sure. But more importantly is the emergency fund. You know, if you're in your working years, three to six months, I always push people to go to the farthest part is, that they can so that they have the biggest buffer as possible. Uh, retirees, generally, it'll tell you six months to a year. Again, I like to go a little further. If you can have two years of cash or cash alternatives on hand in your retirement years, especially in those early parts of your retirement, that will help negate those sequence of returns, these, those couple of bad years that you might face early in your retirement. Sure. And because you can operate out of that cash account and you're not digging into that long-term money that's supposed to fund the next 30 years of your retirement. So emergency funds are huge. Your emergency fund is going to be different than your neighbors. It's going to be different than your cousins, your uncles, your brothers. And it doesn't matter what theirs are. It matters what yours are. So talk to your financial professional about that. Have an understanding of what that is. And then some stuff that helps with that to define what that fund is going to be is the difference between your guaranteed income and the income you're going to have to draw off of. So things like social security, maybe an annuity annuities. Some of the annuities have guaranteed income payments for life, right? Of course it's based on the claim, the being able to pay by the insurance company. But if you're working with it, a good insurance company and you have a good product, you're going to have X amount of guaranteed income. So that reduces that overall part of the emergency fund you need, the cash you need, which they're, for makes more money available to invest, to have it outgrow this inflation, outgrow bad times and be there for when the market swings back up to create that bigger piece of generational wealth so that maybe your kids, your grandkids don't have to worry about these same things like you might have because your parents and your stuff wasn't positioned correctly your whole life. So those are the two things I would talk about right there is your emergency funds and guaranteed income. If you don't know what those pieces look like, don't walk. Please run to your nearest financial services provider. Um, there's there's not as many of us as there are investors. So have a little patience with them, especially right now. A lot of people, are, if they were with an advisor and they're not in a good, good position, they're going to good advisors now. They're finding sure. those independent people. Um, but go. Get to them. Make an appointment. Don't put it off. Don't like put it off like you put off paint in the house. Um, you, you know, you can use a little extra elbow grease and take care of the house and by yourself. Sometimes I don't always recommend that with finances, especially in those, in these, you know, really thin ice times where people just don't know what to do and they're already acting out of a lot of emotion, not the best time to try and go it alone. Right. Good call. Good advice. So how can our listeners get a hold of you to set up that consultation? I would recommend either the telephone or the interwebs. <laughs> so no, call us 203-454-5970. You can call us toll-free 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. Well, great show today. A lot of great information packed into today's show. 
Uh, thank you so much, Matt. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.